All right, everyone, before we kick off today's episode, we have to introduce you to our incredible sponsor, Champions Round. Whether you're already a fantasy player or just trying to become one, competing with friends doesn't stop at the final whistle. Neither should your fantasy league. Champions Round is building the arena where your favorite sports and athletes are always in play. They're the only round-based fantasy sports game, which is pretty cool because they break up the season into small chunks and you have more chances to draft your perfect team and to win, of course. You can do your mock drafts, play with friends, family, or even us. Play with us, your draft queens. So go on, download the Champions Round app on the App Store to play today. And now, let's get into today's show. Everybody, it's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle, and we are coming to you on week nine. And listen, it's a big week. We're trying to get our head in the game, but it is a big week for all our U.S. listeners. So we've got some election vibes going on. We're trying to focus on football this week. Michelle, how are you? This is a crazy weird week, this November, November 2nd, November 3rd week. How are you? I am surviving. And actually... This podcast and doing my fantasy research is probably the one thing keeping me semi-sane at this current moment. So we're good. You and me both. You and me both. And I think the one thing to address today is, aside from football, which we'll get to big time. Obviously. The big thing to address today is, I I can speak for myself, my head is out of the football game. I have been so wrapped up in the election this week, and what we'll, I guess what we'll try and do with this show is, like, take your mind off of that for a little bit, because we do have a lot of football to get to, and this podcast is meant for you to take your mind off of other things, even if it's the biggest thing in the country right now, I'm thinking that this, this is what the show's for, right? Like, we're going to take everybody into a different world. You have an hour with us every week, and thank you for using that hour, especially this week, to listen to us. So, I don't know, Michelle, that's what I'm thinking. We Let's get in the mindset of football and just take our minds off of the rest of the world for a minute. Exactly, exactly. Let's put ourselves in our in our football gear and, and get ready to rock. I was worried you were going to say you were out of the, you know, out of the, the game because your team isn't doing so great. I mean, it's uh, it's not great. It hasn't been great. It <laughs> hey, hasn't you're been at great. 500. You're at 500. That's not bad. Listen, I'll take it, I guess, but I'm not thrilled about it. I'll tell you what. Um, 500. 500. That's not I, bad. I, it's not, it's neither good nor bad. I think like most it's literally, exact, it's, that's it's exactly. neither good nor bad. It is <laughs> exactly just it. purely mediocre. Unlike your team, which is still thriving, still thriving. Well, we're we're doing all right. We're five and three. Um, I had a couple. I had I, I lost last week, and you did. I did lose last week, and I will tell you why I lost. Two reasons: Zeke Elliott, you're terrible on the I, shit. I list, actually yes. hate you. I kind of hate you, and I I am like borderline thinking about, you know, rolling the dice and benching him against Pittsburgh this week because I'm just pissed. 
Oh, and it's not a bad idea, though. Not a I bad know, idea. I know, I know. But he kind of killed me. And then, you know, I talked, um, I constantly talk a big game for Teddy Bridgewater. And usually I'm spot on. And I really thought against Atlanta, he would have a hell of a game. He didn't do bad, but he did not do what I expected him to do. Um, mm-hmm. So those those two guys kind of let me down a little bit, more specifically Zeke. And you know what? You know what really was my actual demise, though? I played against someone that had Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin Cook basically scored 4 million oh, points. He went off. There were a couple off. people last week, and I happened to have two of them that went absolutely haywire. Last week, I know you had Tyler Lockett. I had DK Metcalf this week. They kind of just switch on and off. So it's like if one gets hot and, you know, and Russ Wilson is cooking as he does. As he does. If one if one goes off, the other is just totally sidelined, essentially. So DK went off. So I feel you there. I had the same thing go on. And I think Justin Herbert had 55 points or something absolutely manic. Damn. So go figure. Go figure. We were both cooking, but I'm sorry that I didn't end up with a win. If you bench Zeke, do you know who you're going to play, or should we wait till we get to? We're going to wait. We're going to talk about it. We're going to have to talk about that a little bit. I I also don't want to like let my emotions get the best of me, (laughs) which they they currently are. This through this far through the season, and Zeke just not performing the way that my number one draft picks should perform is literally making me angry. And so I just want to sit him because I'm mad at him. (laughs) Well, at least the nice part is I think that all of the owners of well, let's see here. All of the owners of not just Zeke, obviously, but Saquon, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones up until recently, like all the number one pick owners can totally sympathize with you because yes. all of those number one picks have just been abysmal. Christian what about McCaffrey? McCaffrey? Did you Wait, did you say, yeah, McC- McCaffrey was like the hands down number one. Yeah, so I know I'm not the only one struggling, you know, with your kind of your top picks um, man, we should actually like one of these episodes go back and look at all the top picks and and go through all the injuries that happened because I know it's not just me dealing with it and like you sort of got to play the numbers and know that like you know these guys that are in there you know Z or whatever they are like top guys but it's just so hard to play them when they suck and I just know what'll happen. This is my fantasy luck. I'll get mad like I am right now and I'll bench him out of spite because he because he cares. No, he doesn't care and then he'll score. 25 points. Yeah. Nom, nom, nom. Exactly. <laughs> feed, feed, feed. I'm doing a feed wave of just like feed him the cereal, you know, anyway. But with, I mean, that's actually a pretty good way to allude to next week's episode. So this is our, first of all, we're double digits with our episodes this season. Happy 10th oh, episode hey, of season yo, two. Hey, episode. Dig it. So that's pretty cool. But episode 11, at one point we were thinking about doing like a mid-season recap of just, like, where we've been and where we're going. So next like week it. we could shake it up a little bit and just talk about, like, those number one picks, where we've been, number one picks going forward, like, how the playing we could fields be, changed. We could be really trendy and we could do an episode, how it started, how it's going. Ha-ha. Ha-ha! <laughs> Fine, let's Done. do it. Let's blow up the show. Let's do something crazy for week 11 or episode 11. I think that's what we have to do. All right, great. I think that's what we have to do because we're halfway through the season and it's just been so bizarre for so many reasons. Fact. Let's do it. Fine. Done. Create a brainstorm right here, live on the air. Great. Done. That's what we're doing next week. Okay. (laughs) Amazing. Good talk. Good talk. 
Um, but yeah, it's been a weird week for so many reasons. Election vibes for sure. And I mean, now that you've been winning a lot, but now that you have a loss under your belt, where do you stand, Michelle? Like, how is your, how's your team? Where are you in the rankings? Uh, I'm second. I'm, I'm, I'm in second. So I'm still, still I'm still, I'm still holding up. Okay. Um, I'm still holding up. Okay. There's a lot of, let's see, there's one, two, three, there's four teams right now in our league that are five and three, which is, which is what I am. So I can't let my, uh, my one game losing streak stick. It needs to go away. Uh, and hopefully that will be the case. Okay. And you also played the number four seed. So you're still holding strong. God, (laughs) I'm looking at, I'm just looking at last week's matchups. And I, I actually won last week, go figure. But I also had two of the highest scoring players of the week. So doesn't hurt. Doesn't You're in hurt. second. I I guess I'm four and four. I'm in seventh. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. You're yeah. Not doing not not faring so well. But look, you're four and four. Like anything can happen. You're basically yeah. You're 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 right there. Who knows what happens? It's fine. I'm just trying to figure out why my points for and against are so low. Like, well, really low. Lower than everyone an- in the league. You can answer that question because your team doesn't score a lot of points. Remember that one game you played two New York Giants? That's why your points four is so low. <sighs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. I mean, it's not rocket science, huh? <laughs> no, not really, no. No. Oh, Jesus. Well, no. between the two of us, you're in second, I'm in seventh. We're about halfway through the season. Oh my God, that's crazy. Week nine. But we've got a lot to get through. So I think we should like get right into it. Talk huddle, which is like heavy football vibes this week. And then get to start and set them, which is also all football. All football all day. What do you think? I'm into it. Let's get into the huddle. All right, Kate, it's time to huddle up and give everybody the latest, greatest, and biggest headlines in the sports world for the week. Are you ready? I think I am so ready. And I've got my timer. I already have my timer, but it looks like we've got... We've got fewer headlines than normal, but we'll keep it short and sweet this week. We'll keep, we'll it, keep short it short and sweet. There's we'll not a short. lot going on other than football. No. Uh, the whole world is glued to the to their televisions watching what's going on in, uh, in, in the rest of the world outside of sports. But we grabbed some of the biggest headlines from this week to share with you. Kate's a step ahead of the game this week, already has her clock ready. I do. So do you want to count us down, and I will read the first headline. I think... Michelle, that that is a really good idea, and I think that's exactly what we should do. I think I will count us to three, and then if you want to take it away, I think we should both have a sip of our cores, which are not our sponsors. But mine's if the you'd superior like to. cores, though. I'm drinking cores light. I'd actually be really curious before we get into it if anyone feels strongly about cores light versus cores banquet. Like I'm having I, a cores banquet. I feel strongly. Like, I don't know if I've ever had one of these before. You look super retro. You look very retro drinking it, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet can. Anyway, if you feel very strongly from one course to another, let us know. But yeah, I think we should get into the huddle. I've got my timer ready at one minute. If I count you down, Michelle, are you ready to go? Yes, ma'am. Okay, let's get into that huddle in three, two, one. 
Hike. The Dallas Cowboys place Andy Dalton on reserve and the COVID-19 list. The NBA's Board of Governors and Players Association will hold separate meetings to discuss the 2020-21 season on December 22nd and playing a reduced 72-game schedule. The Dodgers' Mookie Betts headlined the Gold Glove winners with his fifth straight. Chicago Bears close their facility after a player test positive for the coronavirus. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers put four players on the COVID-19 list a- a- ahead of their game against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Rafael Nadal becomes the fourth man with a thousand match wins. Wow, cool. And in more repetitive news, the Houston Texans closed their stability <laughs> after players test positive for coronavirus. I hope we're at oh, 60 seconds. We're so far ahead. It's fine. I don't even want to read more coronavirus headlines. That's what everything's about this week. Wait, I didn't even realize this. Like I said, my head's been so far up my own ass, like paying attention to other things that I had no idea that the Bears closed their facility, the Texans closed their facility, the 49ers are riddled with COVID, Dalton's on the COVID list. Yes. What's going add on? Insult Can to, you tell add me more? insult to injury. Poor, poor oh. Andy Dalton, as if he didn't get smacked around. Now he's on the freaking COVID list. Wait, oh, so and now why reading, is all of this... Uh, I don't know. It's crazy though. Like they're all like the Texans had the Texans had a couple of linebackers that were on the list, so they had to shut their facility down. The Bears had to shut the facility down. I just read as as we're saying this, I just read that the Chiefs had to put somebody on their COVID nineteen list. So I don't know what that means for the rest of that team. But oh, like, it Fox. does not seem like a very good week in in COVID world. That's for sure. So what happened? Did people just go out <laughs> into the world and go crazy? You know, I don't know. They don't – I'm not sure. I didn't read into, to, you know, how, how each of them, you know, contracted it. Um, you know, again, I think this goes back to what we've been talking to for – you know, talking about for the most – the majority of the season is, like, they're not bubbled. They're traveling. They're in places. I mean, this shit's bound to happen. It just feels like it's it's getting a little, you know, cuckoo this week in particular. Oh, no. Okay, so we're seeing, like, wave two in week nine. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, I was not expecting that as one of our updates for today. That's a little, that's disconcerting. Because or all of the updates. Me- <laughs> oh, that's going to start messing with our lineups again, if that's actually what's going on here. Oh, Shit. yeah. It's, it is, it is not helpful. That's for sure. Mm, and it looks like this is trickling over into next year because one of these headlines that I had read was the NBA is thinking about a reduced 72-game schedule for next year. So that must be COVID-related, too. These are all COVID headlines. I mean, I think, yeah, basically they're all COVID headlines. I think, you know, at this point in the game, like, there's no end in sight, right? So now at least being in the offseason, the MLB, the NHL, the NBA, they can all start thinking about, you know, ahead of time, you know, what to do to combat this or what the smartest way to, you know, run the season is as opposed to like getting stuck midway through the season and scrambling and trying to figure out what the hell to do. Um, I'll be very interested to see, yeah, where the NBA lands. I, I've said it before. I think they handled it the best. So I'll be interested to see mm-hmm. what they decide for next year and then how that trickles to other, you know, sports as they gear up for, you know, 2021 season. So, yeah, unfortunately, this he- this week's headlines are uh, a lot about, you know, COVID in this second wave. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, at least there's some silver linings. Like, 
Rafael Nadal at playing a thousand matches. That's pretty sweet. I had to and like find Mo- something positive for us to get to this week. No, I mean between that and Mookie Betts and congratulations to the Dodgers. I don't even know. We may have talked about that last week, but it, oh, we did because the last time we talked about how. Okay, all right, yeah. Go listen to the other episode. Anyway, not to rehash what we've already hashed, but <laughs> Mookie Betts wins the Golden Glove, and that is really cool. His fifth straight, his fifth straight Golden Glove. Yep. Who is this guy? Why you is he so good? Is. What do you mean? No, I. D- Oh, of course I do, but I just, okay, I, okay. I don't know how he's so consistently good. Like, Mookie yeah. Betts is the guy, if you're I know. an MLB fan. Like, he's I know. the guy. He's, he's awesome. It'll be cool in the coming weeks to kind of look at, you know, some of these other, uh, you know, awards that are going to be handed out for, you know, in, in baseball. It's also, I, no no firm headlines this week, but there's definitely starting to be a lot of conversation about offseason trades and moves and firings and this yeah. and that. So, um, while this week was pretty heavy on uh, COVID and football, I think uh, hopefully we'll start getting some some other different headlines in here in the uh, in the future weeks. But I think this kind of leads us right into Stardom Sinem. Clearly, with all these COVID things that we're talking about, there's a lot of shit to juggle this week. I am so ready for it because I, like I said, I feel so out of the loop. So let's get educated and let's start and sit. All right, Michelle, we have our week eight look back for Stardom Sidham to kick off our regular Stardom Sidham segment. But before we do, we just want to mention our amazing sponsor, Champions Round. Thank you for sponsoring our Stardom Sidham segment. But let's get into it. Okay, so as always, we've got our week eight look back, followed by some key injuries and COVID updates, which we kind of touched on in the huddle. And then we'll get right into our week nine start and sit. So, Michelle, looking back at last week, I mean, we've had some pretty, some pretty boomy calls. I think, uh, oh, wow, and we have a puppy on the mic. <laughs> Hi, Bocce. Just pausing for one second. We'll leave you with a cliffhanger. We've got a dog on puppy. the mic. Puppy on the mic. Well, who do you think for start and sit him? Huh? What do you say, Bocce? <laughs> what do you say, buddy? He doesn't really oh, speak. He doesn't really speak on command, so but I think he's very interested to, to to hear our takes for this week. Well, he's pretty much a good luck charm because last week for our look back, um, we had some pretty big calls. So I remember calling out Hayden Hurst, and you had particularly helped me put him into my lineup. He's still going strong, so I would say that he's a little bit boomy. I would put him in the boom category for our look back, wouldn't you say? I dig it. I'm glad that I was able to help you there. Thank you. Thank you for your help. And then you had some other great calls between Brandon Ayuk, who I know you picked up. Anybody else you want to call out? So, yeah, Brandon Ayuk had an awesome game last week, uh, scored a touchdown uh, for San Francisco. The really shitty, and spoiler alert is, he is now on the COVID list. So I was really... What is going on? I know, dude. uh, uh, The poor 49ers, we'll talk about, like... The poor 49ers. Honestly, who is left on this team at this point? Brandon Ayuk is on on the COVID list. Uh, Mostert is on the IR. Uh, Debo Samuel is on the COVID list. Jimmy G is broken. So is George Kittle. (laughs) I just, like, feel so bad for the 49ers. Actually, I also feel really bad for you since you chose them to win the Super Bowl. Honestly. 
Honestly, no, but we reshuffled last week. Now I'm a Steelers fan. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl, I guess, based on last week's episode. Uh, yeah, and you can't really count on who they're going to put in their running back spot. Is it Tevin Coleman? Is it Jer- McKinnon? Like, I, I don't know what's going on on that team. So that's a real big bummer, but it was a really good call. So shouts to you for calling out Brandon Ayuk, and a lot of people picked him up. He was like very heavily rostered and one of the big like uh he was one of the bigger ones to be picked up last week like a trending I know I know I it was a good snag on my part I had him I played him he scored me 23 points that was amazing it I was looking forward to playing him again you know in tonight's game against uh uh, against Green Green Bay but unfortunately that is uh no longer the case but in in other news, another good call that we had last week, and we'll be interested to see, you know, kind of if this holds up. Is Giovanni Bernard um, has scored touchdowns in back to back games uh, with Joe Mixon being out. The Bengals are on bye this week, so Giovanni Bernard should not be in your lineup. Um, but it will be interesting to see what happens after the bye week if that means Joe Mixon's going to come back um, and assume his, you know, his role in the backfield. Um, TBD on that front, but uh, Giovanni Bernard was a pretty good, uh, you know, boom for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm wondering if we had, I mean, quite frankly, I know we're perfect, but did we have any busts last week? Um, <laughs> I know that you called out Teddy B. I don't know if he had the best week or what went on. No, Teddy Teddy did not have the, the, the best game last week. I really honestly thought he was going to crush it against the Falcons, as many uh, yeah. quarterbacks do. Um, and he just did it. He just didn't. So um, that was definitely a, a bust and a bit of a letdown. I mean, look, he wasn't terrible, but it certainly wasn't what I was anticipating to happen there. Yeah, between him, we also had like a little bit of a bust with Scotty Miller, unfortunately, against the Giants. And one can only hope that everybody breaks out against the Giants. But we what even had speaking the of the Giants. What the f- did the Giants like wake up last week? Did they have some like smelling salts before the game? Like they <laughs> they were actually competitive and almost went to overtime against the Bucks. I don't how did I know. that happen? I could have really used that too. Like I could have used some more time on the field for some of my fantasy players. Same. So same. I was rooting, I was rooting, I was rooting, I was rooting. I would have really liked some overtime play, but yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe. I guess maybe they're waking it up. That would, or maybe it's a fluke. That would make more sense, wouldn't it? Well, we'll find out this week. But uh, we had some good calls. We had some bad calls. That's how it is. No crystal ball. One thing that we sort of have a crystal ball on, and we can tell you, is uh, this week's key injuries and, uh, and and COVID updates with our our sad face emoji, as per usual. Um, mm-hmm. We are we already mentioned a couple of these, but just to make sure everybody is aware. Uh, Brandon Ayuk on the 49ers is now on the COVID list. So is Debo Samuel. Uh, Jimmy G on the 49ers is out with an ankle injury. Uh, George Kittle on the 49ers is out with a foot injury. So as we said earlier, these poor 49ers cannot catch a break. Um, Look, Nick Mullins, not the worst thing in the world. He's, he's, he's played, you know, back up against, uh, or he has played back up, you know, having uh, some issues with Jimmy earlier. It's not the worst thing in the world, but this certainly isn't the team, uh, you know, that that they set forth with at the beginning of the season, which is which is a bummer for them. A um, couple other ones just to make sure we're rounded out here. Gardner Minshew popped up on the uh, injury report with a thumb injury. It looks like he will not play in week nine. Uh, Miles Gaskin on the Dolphins, who we had talked about, who was picking up a lot of steam, now has a knee injury. 
um, Calvin Ridley on the Falcons foot injury, and then Kenny Galladay on the Lions with a hip injury. So uh, sadly, we just continue to add pretty big names to this uh, this list week over week. And while we're while we're talking about you know who should or should not be in your lineup, just make sure you know bye weeks. This week on by the Eagles, the Bengals, the Rams, the Browns. So uh, hopefully we can give you uh, some folks to look at to uh, fill in for someone that you might have had on one of those teams. Good call because I didn't even think about bye weeks because I'm so out of the game this week, but we're back. <laughs> we got to get back in it. So thank you for the reminder. No Eagles, no Bengals, no Rams, no Browns. That's interesting. I mean, it's interesting. These are all kind of like middle of the road slash lower on the totem pole teams but interesting to shake things up because that means there's really good teams and perhaps really bad teams playing this week so maybe that disparity is really good for your lineups if you can pick out some really good players so speaking of which week nine start and sit I think I mean what's most fun what's more fun than running back do you want to start there Yeah, let's start with the running backs. Uh, I mean, we talked about this guy on the last episode and highly encouraged folks to pick him up if he was available, even though they were on bye. Uh, They are now off bye um, and have a matchup this week against the Dolphins. Um, So Chase Edmonds, uh, you know, get him in your lineups. If you picked him up when they were on bye, good for you. Um, Kenyon Drake looks like he did not practice, um, you know, this week. And, uh, you know, the Dolphins haven't been you know, too t- as terrible, let's say, as I, I may have said last season. But um, this this should really be a pretty great game for the Cardinals at large. Um, so, no, you're, you're going to have your Kyler Murrays in the lineup. You're obviously going to have DeAndre Hopkins in your lineup. Um, you definitely should have uh, Chase Edmonds in there. And uh, spoiler alert, I'll probably talk about Christian Kirk again in our wide receiver uh, setup. No spoiler there because we do it every week and that's okay (laughs) because he's a badass, but also, so I drafted Chase Edmonds out of the gate just as like an insurance point. I know, what can I say? My hair's up, but hair flip. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I drafted him out of the gate and it's interesting because Chase Edmonds has an average per game of 10 points, almost 11 points, and he's only played a few games this season, right? Like we're in week nine by week was week eight. He's probably split that. He's probably played four games. So he's almost zeroed out in four of those games, which makes his ceiling fairly high for the games he does play. So if he is still available, he is a no brainer start. I agree with you there. And another interesting one that I was very impressed watching this game and really bummed that I couldn't pick him up, but DJ Dallas on the Seattle Seahawks, looked amazing alongside DK Metcalf and the rest of the crew and just fed, fed, fed by Russell Wilson. I I was really impressed with him. I don't know about you, but he was uh, in the end zone left and right there. Yeah, he had a, he had a big week last week. Um, It'll be interesting to see, you know, sort of how it goes this week. I'm pretty bullish on him um, in, in hoping that we can see, you know, something similar. Buffalo Dia has been good. um, But I think, you know, you've seen Seattle play, you know, like, so it's pretty hard to, you know, stop them. So um, I think, you know, keep an eye, but it it seems like Carson and Carlos Hyde are still going to be out. So that would, that would lead me to believe that, um, you know, you're going to see more from uh, DJ Dallas this week. Also, every time I say DJ Dallas, I just feel like I'm announcing an actual DJ and it makes me chuckle. 
I mean, he's also just so, like, I hadn't really paid that much attention to the Seahawks, but I feel like when I'm zoned in on, like, the Seahawks are playing alone in, like, a Sunday night, Monday night spot, it's fun to watch them because they just light it up, right? I didn't realize, first of all, that DJ Dallas is, he just looks like the happiest person I've ever seen. (laughs) He was smiling and, like, he's really little. He's very compact, even next to Russell Wilson, who's pretty little for a quarterback. So it was fun to watch him. I also didn't realize that DK Metcalf wore like a little binky. Have you seen his oh, bright yes, green yes, yes, binky yes. mouthpiece? <laughs> yes. I- I'm falling more and more in love with the Seahawks every minute. So DJ Dallas was a huge part of that for week eight and will be a big part of it for week nine. But you're right. I mean, it'll be interesting against Buffalo D. Although I don't think Buffalo has looked as good as they can look. So Maybe that's a, a vote of favor for the Seahawks. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I'm I'm probably, you know, I have Buffalo D and I'm, I'm sort of veering away from them against Seattle. Not because I think Buffalo D is bad, but because Seattle offense is so good. Oh, shoot. Well, well, we'll definitely have to talk about that in stream and D because that's the best part of the episode. But <laughs> as we round out running backs... Is there anyone else that's sticking out in your mind that you want to talk about? Because Chase and DJ were my big two. Yeah, I mean, Damian Harris was a big uh, waiver wire pickup, I think, for a lot of folks over the last week. He's been kind of crushing it in New England, and New England, frankly, needs uh, something exciting yes. to uh, to write home about. And so far, yes. it's been him. So um, it, it, it looks like uh, Sony Michelle is starting to, you know, practice again. But Damian's been, you know, kind of just – forging ahead as kind of the lead guy there. He had 102 yards last week in a touchdown um, against the Bills. So, like I said, I think, you know, there haven't been very many bright spots, uh, you know, lately for um, the Patriots. Um, but if there is one, I, yeah. think it's, uh, I think it's Damian Harris. Yeah, usually I pretty heavily rely on, like, the James Whites of the world to just, like, take it by committee and, like, the Mohamed Sanus of the world. But... Um, not so much this year. It's been a weird, weird, weird year. Um, not surprisingly for the Patriots and we could get into the whole, like, um, (laughs) the whole Brady versus Belichick conversation. But honestly, I'm kind of sick of seeing that on ESPN. So I'm kind of willing to ride it out with the Patriots and see where that lands. I just don't really know yet. And so it's great that someone's stepping up in the backfield and seeing Damian Harris potentially be a pickup in lieu of the James Whites and even Cam Newtons of the world who, oh my God, that fumble at the end of the last game last week. Yeah, that not, was just not, not, good. Good. not good. Not good. Not good. All right, but here's my thing. I said at the beginning of the episode, like, maybe we have to take this to the socials and see what people say because I need to be talked off the ledge. I, like, desperately <laughs> just want to sit Zeke. Like, people must be fed up at this point. Like, he's only scored touchdowns in three games. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's, I'm looking at a different, I'm looking at a different thing. I'm looking at how many fucking fumbles he's had. He's scored touchdowns in four, okay, so he's, he's scored touchdowns in four games. He's fumbled in three games. Not good. One of those games he had two in. So, look, he's just not, he is not panning out the way I wanted him to pan out he has not had a a hundred yard rushing game most of the games you know he's he he broke into double digits early in the season um in terms of fantasy points the last three weeks have all been single digit fantasy points and now they're going against Pittsburgh this week after all the shit that's happened with Andy Dalton and and um you know and Dak and and I just 
I like want to sit him so badly, especially with this Pittsburgh matchup. But I'm also like, can you really do that? Can you do that and feel okay? I don't know. It's a little bit like, well, here's the, here's the non-silver lining before we get to the silver lining. Because I feel like with Zeke, if you have him in your lineup, it's kind of like the golden handcuffs, right? Like, you yes. have, in theory, the number one, if not number two, if not number three, pick in the league for running backs, right? So you theoretically have to start him. Now... The Cowboys have been thrown for such a loop. They have a different, they have a new offensive coordinator. Let's keep that in mind because whatever his name is, that loser who went to the Giants is now in the Giants. Um, So they've got a new offensive coordinator, if not coach. They have a new quarterback the third time over, right? Between Dak and Dalton. And now it's this guy who rhymes with your last name. Danucci. I don't know. Danucci, Santucci, Danucci. So. We've got that guy. And overall, I mean, it's the golden handcuffs. How do you not play Zeke? However, I think you have a pretty good backup in Justin Jackson. And I will say that Justin Jackson on the Chargers, right now, he is rostered in 66% of leagues. 100% start across the board. He's also started in 66% of uh, leagues and teams. So last week, he had 15... 15, almost 16 points against the Broncos. They're up against two teams this week against the Raiders and next week against the Dolphins. I think if you can pick up a Justin Jackson type and somebody who's really hot right now and just see how Zeke pans out, Zeke's not going to have the best week against the Steelers. I know, I know. Let's just call a spade a spade. They are the best defense in the league, if not the best team in the league. Like There is just no question there. And so if you can pick up a Chase Edmonds, if you can pick up a DJ Dallas, or if you can pick up someone who's mismatched like a Justin Jackson against the the Raiders, I think that's probably the move. I don't know, but that's where my gut is, is sit Zeke. Oh my God, crazy. I know, it is crazy, but you know what? We'll take it to our socials and, and get some fan feedback on that one too. I have to imagine there's other people feeling my same Zeke pain. You are not the only one, and there are so many other ones based on our key injuries and COVID updates. There's a bunch of others, which brings me actually, and I think a lot of people will hear us on the quarterback front, so pivoting to quarterbacks, I know that there's a bunch of QBs who, as of tonight, Thursday, November 5th, we don't have a lot of answers, but we do know that Drew Brees could be sitting, still questionable as of right now. We... Do not have Gardner Minshew in the mix, who has a thumb injury, and also Garoppolo, who is made of glass, and he's out again this week. So, <laughs> not to mention, um, not to mention, you've got you know Carson Wentz, uh, Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, Baker yes. Mayfield, all on 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 uh, by this week. Quarterbacks must be weird. So I think we have we can make a couple of recommendations, and actually on socials before we got on the mic today. Someone had asked about just a silver lining if there is one for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think there could be, you know, I think there could be maybe, maybe. So this guy, do you know how to pronounce his last name? Jake Lutton? Luton? I mean, I'm going to put this in the same category as Richard Rogers. I didn't even know this guy existed. Well, I don't know much about this guy either, but honestly, a little bit of change for an organization that isn't absolutely blowing it out of the water during a certain season 
could be good. So I would say rather than pick this guy up, maybe keep an eye on this Jake Lutton guy. He's a rookie. Um, the Jacksonville He's a rookie, but rookie magic has been real this year. Between Joe Burrow, Tua's now playing. Like, it could be good. I, I, I do always feel good about a rookie. So I'll put that in the mix. And then I also think, and then I'll stop talking because I feel like I've now been gabbing for a while. But who is surprised? No one. Um, I do think that maybe also to keep an eye on between now and game time on Sunday could be Taysom Hill. Uh, Drew Brees is back up on the Saints. So it's hard to say. I hope not. I mean, I hope not. I'm really looking forward to this Drew versus Tommy showdown. So I I I hope Drew, I feel like Drew probably is too, knowing how competitive he is. So I hope that he is fine and can play because that'll be one hell of a matchup to watch those two. Well, you are by, um, just, just by way of, uh, Tommy, you are in some ways a Bucks fan or follower at the very least. So how do you feel about the second matchup between the Bucks and the Saints? What do you think will happen? I mean, I just feel like Tommy's been pretty fuego lately. And <laughs> I think they had a pretty rough week against the Giants, which again, when Tommy's pissed off, like the last time we had this conversation... True. When he was really pissed and was doing a lot of yelling, I think it was against Green Bay, the next game he, he scored like 50 fantasy points. So uh, he, didn't do, he didn't do what I had imagined he would do against the Giants. That game was way too close for comfort for the Bucs. Uh, that would have been super embarrassing True. if they lost to the Giants. So I think Tommy's pissed and fired up and always kind of like looks to rise to the occasion, especially against other like legacy icon quarterbacks like a Drew Brees so I um yeah and they're playing in Tampa Bay I don't know if that makes a difference or not but I I see this as a pretty big week um for uh I think that game in general will be a big game but I I think Tommy's gonna edge it out yeah it's an interesting juxtaposition he should be getting Chris Godwin back he's finally you know starting to connect with Gronk who's got three touchdowns in the last three games um, we'll talk about it a bit more as we get into wide receivers, but you know what? The Bucks also just activated Antonio Brown, and that was a lot of Tom's doing. So, I mean, they're hitting in this, right. their stride in this back half of the season, I think. So, um, yeah, we'll be interesting. I hope that Drew plays because that's like just an iconic quarterback showdown. Do you want to hear an interesting fact? I love interesting facts, yes. It's just one interesting fact that I did not know. So... Tom Brady is is or was living in Derek Jeter's house in, in Tampa Bay, right? Did you know that? No, that's a fun fact. Okay, so maybe there's two fun facts. Okay, that's fun <laughs> fact number one, is that cool. when he got traded down to Tampa Bay, he took over the lease or is leasing out Derek Jeter's house. That in and of itself Really cool. Two of the best of all time. One one champion to the next. I love it. Exactly. Just pass that lease right along for the time being and what have you. That's fun fact number one. Fun fact number two is that Antonio Brown, upon getting signed to the Bucks, is now living in one of the wings of Tom Brady's lease, a.k.a. Derek Jeter's house. So they're living in the same home. Yeah, because he just got moved over this week. Like, it's been days. It's been days. 
it, look, this is going to be so cool. interesting, and it is cool. And this is this is going to be interesting, and 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 it's a good segue into wide receivers. You know, he's going to be activated on the Bucks this week. All the headlines are that you know Tom really fought to have him um, brought over. I think the Bucks yes. were a little bit nervous because go back and rewind to everything we talked about with this guy last season. You know, he is a handful. He's great on the field, but he is a handful off the field and can, you know, it'll be very interesting. I mean, Tom really likes to try to take these guys under his wing. He feels like if, if, if Antonio can be, you know, smart, you know, and stay out of trouble, you know, it just only makes the Bucks have a better run at the Super Bowl, which I get. It's just you take on a lot of responsibility. And Tom's taking extra responsibility by making sure that, you know, he comes home at night into his into his wing at the manor. <laughs> well, I'm thinking that must be part of it, right? Like, I remember when the, the Bucks were first firing things up and Bruce Arians was like, yeah, I'm having people in my home. I'm having them stay with me. I'm having them have dinner at, with my family. Like, there's something to it that when it's treated like family, like if Antonio Brown is truly living with Tom Brady, that's amazing. True. I also will be interested just to your point about quarterbacks and like the Drew and Tom face-off, but as it pertains to wide receivers, I'm really interested to see, A, what happens obviously with Antonio Brown in the box, but also the question that keeps on asking is Emmanuel Sanders and the Saints. Will that ever spark without Michael Thomas? And especially like the thing that gets me thinking about it is if Breeze isn't playing and it is this guy who, Taysom Hill, who takes over, will he finally connect with Emmanuel Sanders? Because it doesn't seem to have been working for Breeze, but maybe if there's a switch in the quarterback position, maybe Emmanuel Sanders will finally get some looks. And he has been, I think, the second or third most rostered player this week. So I think people are betting on him and are bullish on Emmanuel Sanders, finally. So I would say keep an eye on quarterback and if that domino effect does happen, keep an eye on Emmanuel Sanders as his potential look for a wide receiver. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm not going to lie. I just parted ways with Emmanuel Sanders. I feel I feel like he had, you know, some some big games, then went on by, then was out for two weeks on COVID. Now with this, you know, change up over there, he I, I just, I parted ways. Could have been a bad decision. I guess we'll see. But, you know, I, I, once he came off, you know, he was in, he was on COVID and I had him on IR. So it was, you know, kind of neither here nor there. Um, you know, he wasn't taking up a spot on my roster, but once he came off, you know, it, it, I just wasn't really sure where that was going to net out and I needed to pick some other guys up. So we'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I've always been super bullish on him, but it just, it hadn't really uh, worked out into my favor so much this year. Yeah, we'll have to see. I think he's another one. And if you have a roster spot, I personally do not. And I also picked him up and dropped him. It's hard to say. It, it's been a weird one over there, but maybe this week is the week. We shall see. What else we got? We shall here? see. Um, I I want to talk Brandon Cooks. I think that's going to be a good matchup. Uh, Houston versus Jacksonville. Um, yes. And then I will not go too deep into it because everybody knows my thoughts and feelings. <laughs> but um, Christian Kirk is back this week after being on bye. I really like this matchup um, against uh, Miami, um, and uh, I I look for a big week for Christian Kirk. That is such a, I mean, we're back to season one of Draft Queens where it's just 
anyone against the Dolphins. <laughs> I think that's an especially good pick. I don't know if Kirk's available in most leagues. I really don't because I haven't been able it to It looks pick like he's only like 60, 65% rostered. So there's there's definitely, you know, people up there. Look, I think also because he's coming off by, a lot of people didn't hold on to him. So there's more of that opportunity to, you know, to get, kind of grab him right now. But I, I like the matchup. So I, I think he'll continue his, uh, his booming ways. I like that. I like that a lot. And I'm shocked that he's only rostered in 60-something percent of leagues. That's ridiculous. Everybody get on it. Um, I've got a flyer. I'm going to put a flyer out there. All right. And this is... God, I'm going to regret saying this. Okay. I love I'm just going to say it anyway. What do you got? Let's just, let's just do it. I'm going to say Denzel Mims of the Jets versus the Patriots. Wow. Explain yourself. I have no explanation. I just feel like the Jets <laughs> need to actually do something for the first time this season. What are they? 0 and 8 or something ridiculous? Have they had a win yet? I don't think they have. I don't think I think so. they're the one team who is totally defeated. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and say Denzel Mims. I don't know why right? I feel that way, but I wouldn't start him. I would just log him potentially. Um, okay. and I think he has an okay matchup against the Patriots. So um, so there's my take. There's my hot take. We'll have to see. Very interesting. All right. I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> so in more, I mean, in probably more logical terms, let's move to tight ends because we have some good ones to shout out. And similarly, I'll start with, I'll start with my take because this guy is back and hopefully with a vengeance against the Falcons this week. But Noah Fant. I am oh, excited yes. to see him, like, potentially turn back up. Um, he was out week five and week six. Uh, five, he was on bye, and week six against the Patriots. He's been gearing back up, but I think, I mean, the Falcons' defense is so bad, and Noah Fant has looked good to start the season, so I'm looking forward to him bouncing back. That's my call. I, I think he's going to be good this week. I like it. I like that call. He's been he's been kind of a, 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 a good little star over there. Um, Gronk, you know, let's see if he can go four four straight with a with a touchdown. They've definitely found the rhythm over there. Um, so that feels that feels like a pretty good one. I mean, I've been eyeing, you know, Darren Fells again on on Houston just because like I said, I, I like the you know, I like the matchup. Um against Jacksonville and you know he's he's come through for for Houston before so uh, we'll see kind of what happens with him and what else did we have on here we had a oh TJ Hawkinson has been kind of crushing it over in Detroit the one flag is and I'm looking this up as I'm saying (laughs) it is I'm pretty sure Matt Stafford just went on COVID well between Matt Stafford and also while you're looking that up but Galladay is out. I mean, that's a vote of confidence, I guess, in TJ Hawkinson's favor is that he gets more looks with Kenny Galladay out. Who is Matt Stafford's backup? And has Matt... I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I was driving around today in my neighborhood and I was thinking about what to say on today's podcast because you got to see it, you got to imagine it and manifest it and then record (laughs) the show. And I literally forgot that the Lions existed. I forgot that they were a team. So I don't know where that leaves us with with Detroit. So Stafford, looking at it right now, he is eligible to play this week against the Vikings. 
if he's able to test negative for the remainder of the week to COVID. So apparently he's been exposed, but he has not tested positive. So he is, he, he should be able to play. Certainly keep an eye on that because that could totally screw your lineup up. Um, if you've got, if you've got him, but keep, keep an eye on Matt Stafford. Um, and yeah, I mean, Hawkinson's just been, you know, pretty solid. Like, you know, he'll get you points. He'll get you some touchdowns here and there. It's a good matchup against, um, against uh, Minnesota, who is sort of the best worst defense that, you know, exists out there. And then, like you said, with Kenny Galladay, you know, out, um, you know, that really should, uh, that should give him a little, uh, a little leg up over there. Wait, okay. And I have a question just because you brought this up and I don't know how this works. Can you elect to tell the league that you were exposed to COVID? Like I'm not... he's sitting out not because he's COVID positive, but because he either knows or thinks he was exposed to COVID. Is that a thing? Is he just an honest guy? Do we just I... love I'm not Matt sure. Stafford? I don't know. I feel like they, I mean, the way that I see it is there's protocols that they have in place and they probably have to, you know, give you some sort of heads up or whatever because... And I say that because there have been other guys that have not followed the protocol and have gotten fined or there's been an issue. So they must have some sort of rules and guidelines of, you know, reporting back to like where you are, who you've been around, so on and so forth. I'm sure that they have to do that regularly um, so that they know if they've been in close contact with someone. And then, like I said, there's been guys that have been fined because they're not following the protocol. So yeah, I'm sure Matthew Stafford is a stand-up dude, but I think they also have uh, they have some guidelines they got to follow. Interesting. Okay, I was just curious about that because it sounds like he's not positive for COVID, but if he stays negative through the week, that we can expect him to play on Sunday. Either way, I do think that TJ Hawkinson is a pickup uh, because there's nobody else on the Lions. Like, that is the only point scoring, not just tight end, but wide receiver and potentially running back to look at. So I'm with you there. I think TJ is a good pickup. And also curious, but I don't know if I can say definitively, and this really depends on, A, if you're really hurting for a tight end. So if you're listening and you're the person hurting for a tight end, then I see you because I've been there. Um, But I would say to look at potentially... Zach Ertz coming back off of IR sometime soon. A reminder that the Eagles are on bye this week. So do not play Zach Ertz or Richard Rodgers uh, for week nine. But he may be back week 10. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't roll that, that paradise, I don't think. Oh, really? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Well, then forget me. But what about <laughs> Richard Rodgers? Well, There's now someone who's saying who that is. Richard Rodgers is just making Zach Ertz look redundant. Yeah, in but, any da- case. but Dallas Dallas Goddard's back now too, so uh, oh. I, I I wouldn't roll the dice with uh, with uh, with Zach Ertz. No. Okay, I stand corrected. Well, let's last. Let's roll that back. <laughs> last but not least, streaming D's. Streaming D's. Streaming D's. Everybody's favorite. Let's. Uh, Go. I so I've got a couple. I like um I like Washington against the Giants, even though the Giants sort of showed up last week. But you know, I like I like I, I still like my odds against the Giants fr- defensively. Mm. Um, 
I like Arizona, who you have you have carried for a few uh, few weeks here earlier in the season. I like them against uh, Miami. Um, as I said earlier, Buffalo D, not a bad defense, but playing an explosive offense with Seattle this week. Um, I think you kind of maybe steer clear, you know, of Buffalo. Um, and then another one that I like that could be interesting is the uh, is the Texans again against Jacksonville, especially with this rookie. I don't know. Like you said, could be could be good, could be terrible. You have no clue. But um, I kind of like the I, I and I like it too because Houston's coming off by. So I think you're just extra rested and and kind of ready to rock. Yeah, I mean I'm with you on all those picks, especially the Cardinals who. Again, anyone against the Dolphins, like we said in Season 1, less relevant for this season of Draft Queens, but the Cardinals did really well for me and may very well be available, but they are sneaky better because they were pretty much one of the worst defenses in the league a few years back, if not last year. So big shots to the Cardinals, definitely a pickup. I would also venture to say if we're staying on the... uh, If we're staying on the boat for the Lions. I still think the Lions are pretty terrible. Sorry, Lions fans. Uh, But the Vikings have a pretty prolific defense. They just haven't been flexing this season. And I think this could be the game where they maybe get back in their rhythm. So I'm excited for Week 9 for the Vikings because I love their defense. I really, really do. I just don't know why they haven't been performing. So with that in mind, I picked up uh, the Minnesota Vikings defense. And I think that this could be the week, especially against the Lions, who I forgot was in the league. So go figure. <laughs> All right. I have one question before we sign off as it relates to your Tennessee Titans. Is this a sneaky question that I don't know that it's coming? Yeah, you don't know. I just I just need your I need your Titans two cents here. So I have okay, Corey, let's go. I have Corey Davis, sick pickup. He's been crushing it. Two touchdowns in the last two games. Yes. They are also playing Chicago this week. How do mm-hmm. you feel about that matchup? Does, do, like, generally speaking, how do you feel about the matchup? And, like, do I keep rolling with Corey Davis? I'm a little scared. It's a I, tough matchup. I feel very good about Corey Davis. You do? Really, okay. really good. This is why I need to ask you these things. Yes, I feel really good about Corey Davis. Uh, I hope I'm not jinxing you, but Adam Humphreys is out with concussion protocol. I started him in my lineup last week. He got knocked out pretty much immediately first thing in the game uh, against the Bengals. So Adam Humphreys is always a big target for Tannehill. So I think that Corey Davis, while he's kind of a sleeper, he's been on the comeuppance, and especially between him and A.J. Brown, they have a great synergy I love it. I definitely would pick up Corey Davis, and I would definitely start Corey Davis. No question. Wow. Okay, the Bears. there you go. See, I love it. I love asking you questions just off the cuff and seeing where you I, – especially Titans questions because I know you'll get all amped up about it. Oh, my God. I, I love that pickup, and I will say Corey Davis also had 13 points fantasy-wise against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are the best defense in the league, and it was a similar-looking offense with Humphreys – then week eight, playing the Bengals, Corey Davis had 25 points, and that's without Humphreys. So if he's without Humphreys again, which he is this week, week nine against the Bears, it's a no-brainer. Definitely play Corey Davis. He is a monster, and he is the best. All right. You, you heard it here. Thanks, Kate. You are very welcome. And I think with that, we are 
we're out of time. We're out of time. I got to go eat dinner. I'm done with my Coors Banquet yucky beer. And now it's time to wrap it up for week nine, I guess. But if you've made it this far, we love you. You know this. Go follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, the other ones. I don't know. Go follow us. And if you really like us, if you don't mind leaving us five stars on Apple Podcasts, it really does mean a lot. And even more, your testimonials on Apple Podcasts for five stars. So leave us a comment. And with that, Michelle, have a great rest of your week. And try and focus on football with or without the election. We're going to use that to channel all of this anxiety from all of our U.S. listeners in the election. Channeling our anxiety into football. And uh, we're just going to enjoy it. So happy week nine. <laughs>